Welcome to Getting Coaches Paid, the podcast where coaches like you come to learn the tech, strategy, and mindset behind growing their business online. I'm your host, Patty Knott. I'm a coach and an entrepreneur who's been immersed in the world of online business and digital marketing for the past 18 years. If you're looking for best tips, tools, and strategies that will help you create marketing systems that work for your coaching business so you can focus less on finding new clients and more on serving the clients you have, you're in the right place. You ready? Welcome back, my coach friends. I'm so glad to have you back here for another episode of Getting Coaches Paid. If you're a coach and you're considering starting an online coaching business, but you're wondering if it's the right fit for you, you're going to want to listen today. Because it's not a career path for everyone, and it's definitely not a get-rich-quick scheme. But for those with the right mindset and those who are willing to build and master the needed skill sets that are going to be required to build a successful online business, and whatever that definition of success is to you, it can be one of the most rewarding journeys. It seriously can. So I invite you to listen today as I walk you through the first five steps you're going to want to focus on to launch your own profitable online coaching business without wasting your time or money. So let's get right to it and dive into step one. Step one is defining your coaching niche. Now, if you've been listening to me for the past 10 episodes, you may be thinking, oh, she sounds like a broken record. Enough with the niche already. But listen, the reason I harp on it so much is that I can almost guarantee you that you will waste your time and your money building out an online business if you do so without defining your niche first. Does that mean you can never pivot your niche or refine it or shift it? Of course not. But if you're starting from scratch anyway, why would you ever choose a path that makes it harder for yourself to just go with the niche? I've covered choosing your niche in past episodes. Episode six and episode two have quite a bit of info about niches. So I'm not going to go into depth today. You'll find links to those episodes in the show notes. But my definition of a niche is simply choosing who you're going to help and what specifically you'll help them with. So things to keep in mind when choosing your niche, most coaches end up choosing a niche that was their pre-coaching selves. And if not, they're going to choose something that aligns with their interests and their unique set of skills. But I want to add one caveat here. Make sure that you know the people exist and that you know where to find them online if you're going to choose them. And lastly, that they're willing to pay for your services. Because as much as you may want to pick a group of people who desperately need your help, if they are not willing to pay for the help, it's not going to turn out to be a very profitable business for you. You can build your business on a different niche and then go offer help for free in ways to volunteer your services to help that other niche that can't afford your services or isn't in the right position. If I think back to my first online business, which was not coaching, it was an online wedding invitation company. My niche was brides who wanted fun and stylish and affordable wedding invitations. She didn't want those blah ones you can grab at Staples and print yourself, but she also couldn't afford the fancy ones that you saw in all the wedding magazines. That's how old this was. It was back when you picked everything from magazines, not Pinterest and Instagram. So how did I come up with this niche? Well, because I was her, kind of. Let me explain. In 2001, when I was planning my own wedding, all the invitations that I fell in love with were way out of our price range. And I could not justify the expense because we had chosen to use our budget on our venue, a stunning mountain lodge in the Canadian Rockies, by the way, and photos and a videographer. But I also knew that I was pretty good at designing stuff and figuring out how to make things. So I went to work coming up with my own design and making them. 
And I ended up doing the exact same thing for our wedding favors, which were magnets made with wire and glass beads presented in like a little tin. It was very cute. And FYI, when I go to people's houses that were at our wedding, I still see our favors on their fridge like 21 years later. It's crazy. But what happened was that I got so many compliments and comments about doing this. And like, you should do this as a business that a few years later, when I was ready to leave the workforce and come up with a home-based business, that's exactly what I did. And because the one thing my niche couldn't do was actually make the invitations themselves so that they looked professional. And that was the part where my unique skill set met my niche's needs and created a profitable niche. So how do you find your skills and what your niche is looking for? Spend some time listing out your interests, listing your skills, and then do some research. You can search on Google on Amazon books, on YouTube, for keywords that people are looking for in your niche to get ideas of what you want to do. What questions are they asking? What problems are they trying to solve? When you find something that intersects with your interests and skills, bingo, you've got your niche. Think of it as a Venn diagram. You know, those diagrams with the two circles and then there's a part that overlaps. You've got one circle that's got your unique skills and your interests and one circle that's got the problems that the people are struggling with in seeking help in your niche. And in the middle where those two circles overlap, that's your niche. That is everything you need to know about your niche. It's how you're going to help them uniquely. So then the last thing you want to do is brainstorm how you're going to position yourself as an expert to your niche. This will help for a few reasons. One, it will help you feel qualified to help them and combat that sort of dreaded imposter syndrome that almost always creeps in at some point of our journey. And two, it's going to help you come up with and create the content that you're going to want to share with your niche. But the best way I found to do this is to pull out a journal or shoot a paper or Google Doc or notes on your phone, whatever, and answer these questions. How am I already an expert in this area? What do I know about this niche that other people don't? What results have I achieved in this area? What topics do I know about? What challenges do I know how to solve? What do I find easy to do that others do not? That is where I get caught up so often. Things that are so easy to me that I just assume they're easy for everybody. Turns out, not the case. So once you've brainstormed all the ways you're an expert, this is the basis for the content you're going to create for every other step in your business. It's going to be what you share for free in your marketing to help your niche learn that you are the expert they want to hire. Okay, so that sums up step one, niche, everything about niche. Step two is going to be developing your coaching program. So we're going to work backwards. We're going to start with what is the ultimate result you're helping your clients in your niche get? What is the problem you're helping them solve or the result you're helping them achieve? Are you helping them lose weight for the last time or make money as a life coach or get their first clients with online marketing? Then you're going to work backwards to outline how you will deliver your coaching to help them achieve those results. Will you do one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, offer a course or a membership? There's so many options and they all work. But when you're first starting out, just choose something that feels doable for you and that aligns with your niche. If you're a business coach and your niche is brand new coaches who don't have a huge budget, offering $10,000 one-on-one custom packages may not be the right fit. I'm not saying they aren't, but they might not be the right fit. Ultimately, you have to test and find out. Another thing to consider is like if you're a stay-at-home mom who's starting her coaching business while she has littles at home, there's a good chance that you don't have 
20 hours that you can be one-on-one coaching people. So maybe you need to find a way to do an online course or group coaching where you only need to carve out a few hours a week where you for sure don't have any distractions. So ultimately you have to test it out, but think it through. What style of coaching package can you offer that will meet the needs of your target audience, meet the needs of your business, and meet your own needs? Next up, if you're building an online business is, drumroll please, building an online presence. I go much deeper into all of this in the free roadmap and training. So make sure you grab that free training. You can pause right now, go to pattynot.com, P-A-T-T-I-N-O-T-T.com forward slash roadmap and grab it and then come right back. But basically, if you want to have an online coaching business, I think it's safe to say that you have to be online. But what does that even mean? Do I need to be in all the places? Do I need to be on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, and have a website? The short answer is no, and certainly not in the beginning. The bare minimum is to have a website or a landing page that showcases how you help your clients get the results they want, and then choose one to two other platforms that you like using enough and where you're willing to show up consistently. And again, consistency, that gets to be your definition. If that's a couple of times a week, if that's every day, There is no right or wrong way. You'll hear experts tell you that you have to do it a certain way. I think it's all BS. Just pick something. What can you commit to doing consistently? And do that. Can you add more later? Of course. And consider layering them in after you master the first couple to help prevent your brain from freaking out and to help you from feeling overwhelmed and ready to throw in the towel. Because when you start thinking you need to be everywhere, It's so easy to just freeze because you're feeling overwhelmed and you think it's just more than you could ever accomplish. So start simple, pick a couple of things, go all in on those. When you master those, you can layer in the next ones. And once you've made these decisions, you're going to use all the information about your niche and your offer and how you're the expert to generate content to share on your website and on your social media platforms of choice. No matter what you're creating, you're going to want to be sure that you're thinking about what your future clients need. How can you give them a quick win with something they're struggling with? How can you give them tips and tricks and how-tos and ways to think about things? The list goes on and on. And there are lots of courses out there that you can take, but one of the best ways to learn is just to study other successful coaches. Watch what they do. What kind of information do they share? How often are they showing up? How do they share it? And then take what you learn and put your own spin on it. But do yourself a favor. (laughs) Don't just look at the uber successful coaches who have multi-million dollar coaching programs and most likely a team of people helping them create all that content. Look at people that are a little bit closer to where you are, maybe just a few steps ahead of you in your journey, because that will probably give you a more accurate picture of what to do when you're small and you don't have a huge team of resources because we all only have so much time in a day to get things done. And if you just focus on the super successful people, it's a recipe for compare and despair that will have you feeling like you're never going to be able to create what they create. And it's not true, but you might as well make it easier on yourself and focus on looking for inspiration from coaches creating success at all revenue levels and then see what resonates with you because none of this is rocket science. I promise you can learn if you're willing to be patient with yourself 
and take the time, invest the time to learn and then implement what you learn. Okay, so once you've established a basic online presence, the next step is to start building your email list. Now, why do you have to build an email list? Well, there are five reasons I can think of. The first is ownership of your audience. You may hear some people say, I don't bother with an email list. I have so many followers on Instagram. And listen, don't get me wrong. Having an online audience is amazing. And it's such a privilege to be able to build on those platforms for free. But I also think it's risky to leave all of your potential clients in the hands of a platform that you don't own. Let me explain. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all of those platforms, free. You have followers on those platforms, but no way to extract that information about those followers off the platform. So if the platform is unexpectedly shut down, they change the algorithm, or your account gets hacked or shut down permanently, then yes, I've seen all of these things happen to coaches over the last few years. And if that were to happen, you lose access to your followers in an instant. You you no longer have a way to market to your audience on those platforms because they live on the platform. And the platform owns their info, not you. But when you build an email list, you own that asset. And it is a powerful asset of people who put their hand up and said, yes, I'm interested in learning more from you. And as long as you're doing consent-based email marketing, then you have done this in a legal and ethical way. You can keep emailing those people. So number two is once you have those people on your list, you now have a direct line of communication with them. You can engage with them whenever you want. And on a more personal level, you can send emails that ask them to respond and tell you things directly. And overall, this communication channel allows you to foster relationships and build that know, like, and trust factor. So how is this different than asking someone to comment or DM on social media? With the tools in your email service provider, you can actually see who gets your emails and who opens them and who clicks. And you aren't at the mercy of an algorithm to show your posts. You can make sure that you're getting in front of everyone. When you're thinking of email marketing, think about the emails you get in your inbox that you always look forward to reading because you know they're going to deliver value and that they won't be a waste of time. That's your goal, to become that person to the people on your email list. Number three is targeted marketing. By building your email list, you now have the ability to segment your audience based on their interests and their behaviors and any other criteria you want to set up within your email service provider or CRM. This allows you to tailor your marketing messages to specific groups on your list and ultimately increases the chances of converting them into paying clients down the road. Number four, cost-effective marketing. Once someone's on your list, they're there to stay until they unsubscribe or you remove them. You don't ever have to pay to get in front of them again. You don't have to trust that an algorithm is going to show your stuff. You just email them. And on this note, you're going to want to build the skill of becoming really good at writing emails. It is the skill that I am focused on for 2023. I am taking some courses, some programs that are helping me become a better copywriter and a better email writer. And I'm super excited to share what I'm learning. Lastly is number five, increase sales. By consistently engaging with your email list, They learn that they can trust you. They learn to know a little bit more about how you can help them. You can share testimonials. You can share quick wins with them. They get used to seeing you in their inbox. And then when you do have something to sell, they're way more likely to take a look and maybe take that next step forward. Okay, that's it for step four, building your email list. And the last one is launching your coaching business online. 
which really just means getting eyeballs on your business. When I say launch, people often associate that with big, splashy announcements, and it doesn't have to be that way. I think it gets confused with launch, like when people say I'm launching a coaching program where I'm opening and closing the cart of my program. That is something different that we can explain at another time. My definition of launching your coaching business simply means getting it up and running online and getting some eyeballs on it. Because a trap I see so many new coaches fall into is that they believe if they simply build a website or have a social media presence or even publish a podcast, that people will just find them and come knocking on the virtual door. Unfortunately, it's not usually that simple. Generally, people won't just stumble on your website and your amazing coaching services until you create ways for them to learn you exist. And if it sometimes feels like the only people commenting on your posts or reading your emails are your mom and your aunt, I feel you. Been there. Sadly, establishing an online presence is not typically enough to fill your coaching practice with dream clients. You need to find ways to get your content in front of more strangers on the internet who are in your niche. The process of doing this is what we call lead generation. And lead generation is simply the process of finding people who haven't heard of you before and exposing them to the solutions you provide. Usually you do this by sharing some of your free content with them. So in addition to simply creating and sharing your content, you'll build out marketing systems and channels or funnels to help you reach new people and find new clients. The best way I've found to explain marketing, or at least the kind of marketing that I use and teach, is that you're creating a channel of content that's essentially teaching your future clients, who are currently strangers, all about how to find the help and the solution they're looking for from you. I'm not going to go in-depth into funnels here. I talked a little bit about them in the last episode, and I go in-depth into funnels in the launch roadmap, so please go grab that pattynot.com forward slash roadmap and take the time to digest that information and take the training. So when we're talking about marketing, there's two main channels, organic and paid. When we say organic, what we're talking about is anything we don't put money into. So you're going to use your time and effort instead. And if you want to focus on organic marketing, you'll need to invest some more time and more effort into making sure you're sharing your content in new places and in new ways, adding in keywords, hashtags, and SEO search engine optimization, so that the search engines like Google or Pinterest can find your specific content and deliver it to people. You can also do things like guest on people's podcasts or collaborate with another online entrepreneur or coach, do Facebook Lives, workshops, etc. All of this allows you to gain access, access to other audiences as well as your own and get you out in front of more eyeballs. And these are all organic ways to generate leads and get people onto your email list with an effective lead magnet. Generally, we all do some level of organic marketing throughout every stage of our business. And in addition, many coaches and online entrepreneurs will invest in some paid marketing methods as well. Using paid methods means you're paying someone like Instagram or Facebook, Google, TikTok, Pinterest to put an ad in front of someone to say something like, I'll use my business, for example, hey, are you a coach who wants to grow their coaching business online? If so, that's exactly what I do. You might find the thing I created helpful. Click here to get this content I created just for you so you can get this result. And then you'll direct them to your lead magnet. For me, I use the roadmap as my lead magnet. That is what gets you on my email list. So they say, yes, I would like that. And they download it and then they use it. And they are like, oh, that was helpful. Perhaps she can help me with more things. Perhaps I will listen to her podcast. Just remember that as entrepreneurs, we all have two main resources to build our businesses, time and money. And depending on your personal situation, you'll decide how much of each you have to invest in your business. 
So that's it. Those are the five simple steps that are worth taking time to implement as you build your coaching business online. So quick recap. Step number one, define your coaching niche. Step number two, develop your coaching program. Step three, build your online presence. Step four, start building that email list. And finally, get your business online and get some eyeballs in front of it. Okay, that's it for today. Don't forget to grab your roadmap. And if you're struggling with step one, the niche, you need to book a niche strategy call. We will get on Zoom for 30 minutes. The end of the call, you will leave with a niche that works, that you love, and then you can keep going with the rest of the steps. And I'll tell you how you can even get more help from me if that's something you want. Okay, that's it for now. I'll see you right back here next week. Hey, I wanted to thank you so much for tuning into the show and listening all the way to the end. Did you know that in addition to getting your free chart, you can get a customized business strategy roadmap and even book a one-on-one human design reading with me so we can unpack all that goodness in your chart? If that's something you're interested in, head over to the links in the show notes or go to pattynot.com forward slash readings. If you have questions or a topic you'd love me to cover, shoot me a DM over on Instagram. I would love to meet you there. And if you're enjoying the show, can I ask you a favor? Can you pick up your phone, open the Apple podcast app and leave me a rating and a review? It only takes a couple of minutes. Reviews help iTunes know that this content is worth sharing, which means we can help even more people with their amazing work out into the world. See you next time.